With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold on. One more second. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nupture Greg. Greg, how's everything going? Uh, could be better. Um, for those of you that are that may be watching, you see this little thing on my wrist. Um, I uh, took a little fall last week um, in my apartment, in my bathroom, landed on my scale, um, went to the emergency room, found out I have a fractured wrist. I go to see a specialist on Thursday to see if it needs to be casted or anything or if the splints can be fine. Um, was told I had two definite fractured ribs and a possibility of a third, but received a phone call today, which is Tuesday. I was in ER on Thursday. Whatever. It's ribs. It's not like they can do anything for me. I got a phone call today from Yale Radiology saying I definitely have four fractured ribs and a fifth that appears it could have a small hairline fracture in it. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if you see me fidgeting around, it's just because I'm, I'm, you know, in in considerable amount of pain, um, and and just waiting for the Tylenol to kick in. All right. So uh, we're gonna start off by talking about uh, SmackDown on right. Friday, and then after that, we'll go into Monday Night Raw. I also have the results of the King of Paradise tournament that. PAPW hosted on Friday night for Friday Night Alley Fights. So I do have those uh, ready to go when it's time for my injury report. So without any further ado, Greg, you want to start off? Um, yeah, we started off with SmackDown. Um, started off with... Uh, A segment with, uh, oh, shit, I can't remember exactly how it started. I remember this went straight to the first match, or if there was an actual segment before that. I um, think it went straight to the first match. Yeah, well, the first match regardless. Um, if there was a brief segment before, it was non-memorable, so we don't need to talk about it. Um, but the first match was Solo, Sokoa, and Sheamus off of last week's um Tribute free. Um, fatal four way where Solo, Sokoa, and Sheamus actually took themselves out of the match. Um, was this a good match? Yes. Could it have been better? Yes. Um, I think Solo, Sokoa, um, Baby Oose was brought up to the roster at the right time. There really wasn't anything else for him to do in NXT. I think he's made himself 
into a good, solid performer on the roster. Um, it, it just, I don't think, I don't think the match showcased Sheamus to me enough as in, I wouldn't mind seeing, I mean, I know they're not doing anything between Survivor Series, reportedly not doing anything between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Sheamus-Roman Reigns feud um, after Survivor Series and having that be the main event. Uh, well, obviously the Royal Rumble is going to be the main event, but having that be Roman Reigns' opponent at Royal Rumble. Um and I think having to take a loss here eh, doesn't really steer it right in that direction. Um, but once again, the match was hard hitting. It was good. Um, I gave it just a B as in boy. Oh, okay. Mike, you're visible. Thanks for tuning in. Steve Horvath, the Alex Morales again, college gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, I agree with the match. I mean, I thought the match was really good. Uh, once again, it was a hard-hitting match. You know, Sheamus has been involved in a lot of these hard-hitting matches the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, with now Solo Sokoa, and now, I mean, before it was... Gunther. Now it's Solo Sokoa. Uh, supposedly, I guess his, uh, his arm got injured. Yeah, they're saying. And, yeah, and uh, I don't know the... We really don't know the extent of it. We'll have to, you know, wait to hear the reports and see what they say. But I enjoyed watching this match. I wouldn't mind seeing this match again uh, somewhere down the line. I gave it an A minus. Oh, wow. Okay. Danny Justice, thanks for tuning in, Danny. Then after that, we went backstage to a statement from Bray Wyatt. I, I couldn't make head to tails out of that paper. I didn't know who he was talking about or well, I if think- he was talking about. I, I think that's the point. You're not supposed to know exactly who he's talking about. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, um, I mean, it was interesting to see, you know, if he had, um, he had quite a bit to say. I'm just wondering, you know, what they're going to do with him, who they're going to, you know, put him in the ring with, who they're going to feud him with. But, um, it was actually nice to see him out there, you know, making you know, Coming out talking, and well, I, mean, I would have to give, I would have to give the whole promo like a B minus. Oh my god! Okay, we're totally off um, on this. Um, first of all, he wasn't out anywhere; he was backstage in a pre-recorded vignette. He didn't come out to the ring; wasn't in front of the audience. I don't know if you're thinking of the week before, um, but I I loved the, the the crypticness of it, the not knowing who he's talking about. Um, a couple of statements that he had said were, I confess that I have problems. I know I have problems. I've always had problems. It's not hard for people to see. Um, I know along the way I will do horrible, horrible things, but I will not be sorry for them. I am just a servant now. I go where the circle takes me. I mean, this is obviously a whole just prelude to what what's going to be coming as to whether he's the man in the white mask, whether he's going to have a faction representing all the characters from the Firefly Funhouse. Does he, is he revealed as another split, you know, um, split personality character like Bray Wyatt and the Fiend? I mean, all this has got me so much more interested. 
Um, there was a QR code during the show that led to a song that had lyrics um, and and a phone number that had a weird message, and it, it just makes me so much more intrigued. I just wish you would be on Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown so I can get more of it. I loved it. I gave it an A. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to a match between um, Lib Morgan and Sonya Deville. Um, after the previous week's attack from Lib Morgan on Sonya Deville, um, this was a match because of that. And uh, I know they're trying to, to do this whole new persona with Lib Morgan. It's not working. In my opinion, it's not working. Yes, she's doing some crazy, insane, quote-unquote extreme things, but at the end of the day, it's still Liv Morgan. Okay, put right. that red lipstick on her and have it kind of smeared, kind of making her look, you know, a little nutsy, but in the end, she's coming dressed out like Harley Quinn. This is not, in my opinion, it's not working. The match was okay. Um, you know, Sonya Deville's not horrible in the ring, but she's not great. She's not good. She's she's above average. Um, and same thing with Lynn Morgan, above average. So I'm going to give this match and everything an above average C+. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, they're trying to make Liv Morgan. It kind of reminded me of the way Alexa Bliss was when she was with Bray Wyatt. No, no, yeah, yeah, you can't. No, there's no comparison. Not no, really. No, no. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I mean, I don't think Liv Morgan is is anything. You know, like Alexa Bliss was when she was with uh, Ray Wyatt. I didn't think the match was that bad. I mean, I think it could have went. You know, it, it, it basically could have went either way. You know, mm. Sonya Deville not bad in the ring. And, you know, they're just trying to make Liv Morgan into somebody she's not, and I just gave the match a C. Okay. Um, if you remember last week on Monday, um, not yesterday, the week before, MVP had made um, a declaration that Omos was going to be at Friday Night SmackDown to go, quote-unquote, face-to-face with Braun Strowman. Um, and this was the next segment was Braun Strowman and Omos go face to face. What'd you think? I was waiting for them to go face to face. I mean, it was interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, these two in the ring against each other. You can definitely see the size comparison between the two. And, um, I think it's going to be a a pretty good match. I mean, a hard hit match at, uh, uh, Crown Jewel. I've been waiting, you know, when Braun Strowman came back. One of the things I was thinking about was, hey, I'd like to see him against Omos. And, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it could go either way. I mean, it, it could be a really good match or it could be a squash match. And Braun Strowman could, you know, just take Omos and just crush him. So I'm just looking forward to, to seeing the two Braun Strowman, you know, he got pushed out of the ring, and then when he showed him, he was smiling. So I think he's kind of taking a little, I mean, he knows Omos is taking it seriously. So I think Braun Strowman's going to be, you know, 
looking forward to locking up with them as well. I gave, I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, first and foremost, it was advertised as a face-to-face showdown. Um, and one thing, if you if you saw the segment, okay, previously, obviously, when you see Omos, 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 Amos, however, like everybody pronounced it differently, um, the Nigerian giant, he's going up against, you know, he was with AJ Styles, who, I mean, AJ Styles is smaller than Dominic Mysterio. Um, you know, wrestling against, you know, these enhancement talents or whatever, these handicap matches and everything. So, yeah, he looks so much bigger than them. But I don't think that you really – I don't think – well, I didn't really realize how big of a man he is when he went face to chest with Braun Strowman. Yeah. Braun Strowman literally stood there and was looking straight across to the upper part of Omas's chest. Not his chin, not his nose, not even his neck. Right about here. And then had to look up at Omos. Like I said, I don't think you realize how big Omos is, or I didn't, until I really saw them two together. And that is really a gigantic human being. Um, I mean, yeah, you hear 7'3", 403 pounds. Okay. You know, I see basketball players are 7'6", play basketball, but not 403 pounds. (laughs) Um, what I will say about this segment is thank God MVP was there because neither Braun Strowman or Omos can carry a promo on a mic by themselves. Um, did I like the segment? Okay. I mean, Braun Strowman got pushed out of the ring just by one shove by Omos. Um, and then as the commentators are talking about it, he's like, okay, big boy, you know, um, didn't come back into the ring to go at him, just kind of let it be and like, oh, okay. So a little disappointing. Um, I, I'm going to give the whole thing a C minus. Okay. After that, we then went to the women's tag team championship match between the challengers Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi, um, taking on Io Sky and Dakota Kai of Damage Control. Um, this was a little bit better of a match than the one that they previously had. That was a non-title match, um, but just a little bit better. I don't know if it's because they're, you know, we're working off of the fact they worked against each other previously. Uh, maybe they worked before the match and just try and get some of their moves and sequences um, a little bit more flow. But, I mean, was it the best women's tag team match I've ever seen? Definitely not. Was it one of the better ones that we've seen recently? In the last year or so, well, eh, maybe. Um, but with that being said, I'm only giving this match a B minus. Okay, um, I definitely give it the same grade as you did. I uh, I thought the match was okay. I mean, Shotzi, well, she still, you know, she still got. I believe she still got quite a bit more to learn. Raquel Rodriguez, well, she's just uh, a beast in the ring, as far as I'm concerned, and. Eo Sky and Dakota Kai. Well, they're actually, uh, you know, they're they're active for me. Now, just me personally, they're actually getting pretty uh, pretty good to watch for me. So I'm just um, just waiting to see who they're going to put them up against next. And I gave it a B minus as well. Uh, hello, Raphael. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, Raphael. Um. 
After that, there were a couple little things backstage. Um, Ronda Rousey talked to Kayla Braxton. Um, I don't remember the exact statement that she made, um, but it was definitely making confirm confirmation that she is totally 100% on the heel side of the WWE roster now. Um, then there was another little cryptic thing with Bray Wyatt. Um, and, you know, at the end, it showed a close-up of a new character. Um, and the only thing that was uttered was the word howdy. So, I mean, I know that's kind of something along the lines of what Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse would do and say, but we'll have to see where that leads us to. Um, after that, we then had a, a, uh, a match... Um, oh, sorry, the guy with Del Fantasma also cut a backstage promo um, with Hit Row watching and, and obviously furthering the excitement <laughs> of their feud. Um, after that, we then went to the match of Ludwig Kaiser against Rey Mysterio. Boy plus? Yes. Sorry, I couldn't tell if you said B or D. You were said as you were backing away. Um oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um I I also did like this match. Um I, I mean I want to see Ray Mysterio a little bit more, but in the Fatal Four Way and in this match, he just he seemed a little bit like I don't want to say he was ever uh, how am I trying to say what I'm saying? He looked a little rejuvenated. Um, so I'm not 100% certain. In the back of my head, I'm not 100% certain that he enjoyed doing the storyline he did with his son. I think he did it because he understands the business and character development-wise. It was good for his son. Um, with that being said, I mean, he's looks, you know, not – like, if he was performing at a 6.5 on Raw, he's definitely performing at a 7.75 now on SmackDown. Um, he was okay, but he's looking really good in these two matches on SmackDown. So I'm kind of interested to see if that, that momentum's going to carry to who knows. Maybe the shocking upset victory over the, the monsterly powerful Gunther. Um, leading him to what would be an exciting match you know, face first heel uh, against U.S. champion um, Seth Rollins at Survivor Series. So we'll kind of have to see where this goes. Um, I mean, I didn't like it as much as you did, but I did give it a B as in boy. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah. It also seems like he's got a little bit of weight lifted off his shoulder, too. He can relax a little bit now, not knowing that every time he goes to the ring, he doesn't have to keep looking over his shoulder for judgment day. Yeah, but that's he, he knows that's coming. It, it's scripted. Yeah. But once again, like I said, it seemed to me that, in my opinion, it looks like he's just a little bit more excited about being in the ring. And I think maybe possibly, once again, this is my opinion and my opinion alone. I'm not taking anybody else's words out of their mouth or anything. <clears throat> no experts have, that I've seen have said this. I'm just wondering if it's because he wasn't 100% comfortable with the storyline they had him in with his son, but knew he had to do it for, you know, the development of the characters. Um, and then to close the show, we went to Logan Paul. Um, other than the fact that... I don't even know what to say about this segment. It wasn't... I mean... I don't know. He, he talked about how he's been doubted his whole life. Um, you know, when 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 he wanted to, to start his own YouTube thing, everybody doubted him, and he's got millions and millions of followers. Um, when he was going to fight Floyd Money Mayweather, everybody doubted him, said he wouldn't make it out the first round, and took the guy all the way to the to the to the limits. Um, so he's like, go ahead, keep doubting me. Um, and then the, the whole thing with the, you know, with the rather, rest of the bloodline and everything, <clears throat> and Jey Uso getting involved, and then him with that, who fucking punches like that? Who swings over your head and down unless you have a hammer in your hand? I just, I just, I mean, dude, if you're training... Or if you're if you're boxing if you're in a boxing match are you gonna try and punch somebody like that? No, it was stupid. It was horrible. Um, the segment really wasn't that good to me. I actually gave this a D plus. I didn't like it at all. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really wasn't too interested in what Roman what uh, Logan Paul had to say. I mean, I really hope that they're not gonna you know they're, they're probably gonna make sure he has a good showing. Once again, I'll, I'll almost repeat what you said. 
it wasn't a, a bad SmackDown, but it wasn't a really good one either. Um, overall, was it uh, maybe a little bit better than other SmackDowns we've seen? Um, I'll agree with that, only because it was more, it wasn't as much up and down, up and down, up and down. It was kind of just like that little bleep. Um, yeah, the ending to me was horrible, and that that's going to hurt my overall rating, but I can give my overall rating of it a C. Um, I think having Logan Paul there and not having Roman Reigns makes no sense. Makes no sense to me at all. He He's not going against the bloodline. He's going against Roman Reigns. So if you're going to pay Logan Paul to be there, have um, Roman Reigns there. Or, or just have him do a, a face-to-face with Paul Heyman. And have Paul Heyman speak for Roman Reigns and then... Maybe the bloodline comes to sneak attack him, and then he gets his one punch in and leaves. I mean, that may have been better. But, yeah, I'm going to give it a high C to a low C minus. I mean, to a low C plus. All right. Drew, thanks for coming in. So that was our our SmackDown recap. Um, Before we get to Monday Night Raw, we're going to – Go to my favorite part of the show. Oh, we hope okay. everybody else's favorite part of the show. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away when you're ready. All right. Sorry, folks. I wasn't 100% prepared, but I got gotcha. you. Um, well, apparently not on this phone. So let me wake up the other one. <laughs> yeah. All right. you know, Sorry about that. All right, well, first and foremost, um, ratings-wise, early, early, early numbers for um, for uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, now, they're going against the Bears and the Patriots. I mean, say what you want to say, it's not a great game. Um, Patriots are still a, a largely, widely followed team nationally, so maybe, but... The first hour, Monday Night Raw, the 8 p.m. hour, did 1.77 million viewers. The second hour, the 9 o'clock hour, they lost you know, a little bit. They lost 70,000 viewers and went down to 1.7 million viewers. Now, if you remember, the third hour um, was highlighted, obviously, by the main event, which we'll get into, um, which was Bailey and Bianca. But the third hour of Monday Night Raw, the 10 o'clock hour, dropped 300,000 viewers from the beginning and had 1.46 million viewers for that last hour. Um, I know people have said, and I, I I think we've even said for a long time, that... Monday Night Raw really needs, the WWE really needs to get rid of this third hour of Monday Night Raw. Um, especially now with um, going up against Monday Night Football. Now, in contrast, average was 1.61 um, million viewers. You take the three hours, add them together, divide them by three. The average 
per hour for Monday Night Football. Granted, it was on ESPN and then that stupid, annoying Peyton and Eli broadcast that you on ESPN too. Between the two had 12 million viewers. So it was like 1.56 to Peyton and Eli. Um, so the horrible broadcast of Peyton Manning and Eli, who if you've never seen it, yeah, they talk about the game, the game, but it's just like two guys in their basement watching a football game and having friends come over for 10 to 15 minutes. And they just talked to him. Like last night, one of the big people they had come on was Barack Obama. You know, some are, are there live. Some, most of them are via video. But, okay, so you had almost as many people watching this idiotic, stupid, dumb version of Monday Night Football as Monday Night Raw. There's a little issue there for me. Okay. I agree with that. Um... All right, opening up my other phone, and we'll get to your comment momentarily. Well, I can't talk about that because we haven't talked about Monday Night Raw yet. Um, well, actually, there's something I was actually thinking myself last night. Um, with there being a feud between OC. And Judgment Day. Obviously, OC is Gallows, Anderson, and Styles, where Judgment Day is Dominic, Balor, Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Well, I've got a list here that says four women that could help the OC counter Judgment Day um, and Rhea Ripley specifically. So I'm going to give you the name, and once again, scale of one to ten, likelihood of somebody like this helping. And then one through ten, excitement level this person would be to help. First person they list, Nikki Cross. Likelihood five. Excitement level maybe seven. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna take. I'm trying not to to. to you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, um, if we did our show on Sunday, my numbers would have been different doing the show today. So I'm going to give you the numbers that would have given on Sunday. Um, likelihood would have been a three. And excitement level would have been a three. Um, I I mean, Nikki A.S.H. Is, is one of the bigger jokes in the women's division, period. Number two they list would be a returning Maya Yim. Oh, likelihood, I gotta go with two. Excitement level, I'd go like four. Yeah, well, I, I'd give it a little bit lower for each. Um, likelihood would be one. I don't, I don't see any reason that Triple H would re-sign Mia Yim to put her with the OC. Um, there's never been a connection there at all. Um, and the other excitement level, I would go two. Okay. Um, next one they list, Beth Phoenix. For me, likelihood would be eight and a half. Excitement level would be about a nine. Wow. Okay. Um, for me, to join the OC without her husband does not seem likely to me at all. 
if her husband's not involved, I don't see her getting involved. And I don't see Judgment Day getting a fourth male and then OC having to add a fourth male. So I'm going to go likelihood at about a three. Um, do I think at some point maybe Beth Phoenix will get revenge on Rhea Ripley? Yes, but not in an alliance with the OC. Um, an excitement level on that, I would just go mid-range and go five. And the last one was actually a name that I was thinking last night um, before I pulled up this article this afternoon. A returning Charlotte Flair. Nine and ten. I, I wouldn't go as high as you, but likelihood I'd go a lot less. Um, because I don't I don't see why. WWE needs to add Charlotte Flair to this. Um, I think Charlotte Flair is the top of the food chain, and they're not going to use her in a feud like this just out of nowhere. So I can say likelihood of four, but excitement level would be a 10. If she came out um, and, and, you know, AJ Styles says, I reached way back into my bag of tricks, um, and I found an old friend of yours, Rhea, um, and then Charlotte Flair came out. I mean, I'm not a huge Charlotte Flair fan, but I would be at that moment. Um, and then, realistically, the other story I can't really talk about because we haven't talked about Monday Night Raw. So that's Nuggie's news. Um, do you want to do your indie stuff now or after we talk about Monday Night Raw? Um, let's do it after we talk about Monday Night Raw. Okay. All right, um, let's get to Drew's question. Your thoughts on Omos and Braun Strowman getting written off SmackDown? I don't know nothing about that. Well, Sheamus, they're, they're booking him as being injured. So he's oh, been written. Okay, yeah, yeah. He didn't read the whole thing. He said, hey, guys, thoughts on Omos and Braun and Sheamus getting written off SmackDown? If you're going to okay. read the question, read the whole question. Sorry about that. Um. I mean, I can see shame if you know, because of the injury and everything. Braun and Omos, well, um, you know, they got a match coming up at um, uh, Crown Jewel, so we don't know what, what's going to be coming that yet. But well, what, well, what are your thoughts on it? That's what he's asking. Well, my thoughts are, I, I don't like it. I mean, I just think, I mean, well, with Omos and Braun Strowman, no, shame and I, shame is, I could see because, you know, his injury and everything. You know, they don't know the extent of the injury or how long he's going to be out. So, but Braun and Omos, I think that they should just keep the two on the, on the program, build up the, build it up a little bit more, build up the feud a little bit more. I think if you're writing about SmackDown now, I think it's a little too early. No, 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 Mike, you're not, you didn't read the question right. He's not asking about Omos and Braun Strowman being written off of SmackDown. He's asking about what your thoughts on Braun and Strowman are, and separately, Sheamus being written off SmackDown. Oh, I thought he meant what's my thoughts on Omos, Braun Strowman, and Sheamus being written off SmackDown. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay, what are your sorry. thoughts on Omos and Braun? Stop. There should have probably been a period there. And then Sheamus, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't use punctuation or capitalization, now you understand the importance of using a simple dot I mean, a capital letter. <laughs> okay, well, my, um, my opinion on Omos and Braun Strowman is I think, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, I wanted to see the two of them together. 
in a program to see how well they would do against each other. You got two big guys going at it. Um, I, I hope it's not going to be uh, something that they're going to drag out because I want to see three or four matches between the two. I think you know two matches for me would would suffice between the two of them. So and and with Sheamus getting written off of SmackDown, uh, it might give the um, it might give the brawling groups a little bit more of an opportunity to, you know, showcase what they have in a tag team. I mean, with Sheamus being injured, we don't know the extent of the injury or how long he's going to be out. But, I mean, if you got to write him off, then, you know, this is probably uh, as good a time as any, you know, with the injury he's got now. So what? Well, yeah, but, A, if it's not a real injury, which there's no reports out there us whether it's kayfabe or it's real. Um, so that kind of just makes you think it's something that they put into the storyline. My question would be is why now? There's not many more, well, definitely SmackDown. I can't think of a face that's more over with the crowd right now at all. Yes, they put all their chips on Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre. But right now, if you put two of them on a poll, who do you want to see? I think more people want to see Sheamus. Than Drew McIntyre. So why right now? It be, in my opinion, this better be a real injury. Because if this is kayfabe, I'm 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 baffled by the timing of it. Um, and the Omos and Braun thing. Do I want to see him drag it out? No. Did I want to see him do it this quickly? No. So I kind of I wish they had built it up a little more to get to one match and that be it than this slow build up that's looking like it could be multiple matches. Yep. And uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, I think he was referring to her being. I think that he answered that when we were talking about the four women that could join Judge that could join OC. And I don't see it being Shayna Baszler only for one reason, and that's because she's a heel, and the OC isn't. Right, and OC's face, so I definitely don't see it being Shayna. And she's on SmackDown, she's not on Raw. Right. So. <clears throat> so. Alrighty, so let's uh, get into our Monday Night Raw discussion from last night. Okay. Oops, you let me start for SmackDown. I'll let you start for Raw. Um, opened up with the Judgment Day coming down, um, bragging about how Dominic beat AJ Styles, which then led to the first match of the night, Carl Anderson versus Finn Balor. I, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. I wanted to see the two of them, you know, go at it in singles. Um, individually, I thought it was really good. Carl Anderson is... Uh, you know, one of the I believe he's he's one of the top uh, one of the top guys in any organization he goes to along with Luke Gallows. Oh, okay. I um I really thought that it was a good match. I kind of you know like I was kind of looking forward to seeing more outside interaction. But I what, mean, what do you mean? Really, you know, like more people outside of that, like like. Having um, having AJ and Carl Anderson get involved a little bit more, have the 
Judgment Day get involved a little bit more. No. No. I disagree. Go ahead. But I thought I thought it was a good match. Uh, Finn Balor, Anderson, you know, Balor's got the you know great great talent in the ring. So does Carl Anderson. I give it a B plus. Okay. Um I'll start with the promo side of it, which I thought was really good. I really did. Um AJ Styles immediately coming out and, and <clears throat> um shooing away any thoughts that Dominic had of being better than him. Dominic's statement about you know, he's this generation's Eddie Guerrero, and then got loud boosts from the audience. So, well, let me sit, let me change that. Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. You know, Rhea Ripley referring to make sure everybody knew that Dominic was all man. Kind of gets me nervous that they're you know might go back to the old Vincent Man quote unquote romance storyline between the two. I absolutely hope not. I don't. I don't want to see that. Don't need to see that. Um, then you get to the match, and really don't realize because he was always in tag team matches how good Anderson can be in the ring. Um, Pin Bauer, who also during a promo made it sure that you know he was the one that started that club that they thought they started. But it all started with him, and then it was a bunch of wannabes after that I thought was great. Um, and once again, the match was very entertaining. It was a good, hard-fought match. Finn Balor's just showing every time he's in a ring why they decided to make him the first ever Universal Champion. Um, I actually enjoyed this. I gave it an A-. minus. Okay. Then after that... Um, the Miz came down to the ring after a little exchange backstage with Johnny Gargano. The Miz came down to the ring to talk about the man whose name we shall not mention um, and some secret that he was going to reveal. And it was the whole thing was stupid. Um, his reasoning for it and Johnny Gargano coming down and letting him know that if he doesn't say what it is next week, he's going to blow the whistle and he kept saying, you know, about the word truth. You want the truth. You want to hear the truth. And then our truth came down to what likely could have been the loudest pop of the whole night. I uh, think people really, really, really like our truth. Um, and it is kind of astonishing to me um, the way he just makes up his song as he's going along. You know, he can make all the rhymes, do it all the times. That's as good as I can get. <laughs> you know, and he just went and didn't, no pausing, no nothing, and just went with it. Um, the whole segment reeked of Vince McMahon. Unfortunately, there's still some things WWE does that I don't think they should do. And that was this whole promo. I gave it a D as in dog. Okay. I, I definitely agree with the promo aspect of it. Um, but I gave it a... A C minus only because it was nice to see our truth again. And you know, the fans love our truth. He's over with the crowd. Um, you know, Johnny Gargano putting in his two cents. And um, I just thought it was, you know, the formal aspect of it was, well, you know, I really just wish that they would stop, uh, you know, dragging out and stick with me. Jeff Lewis and just let him go at it. But I gave it a C minus. Okay. 
After that, we then had the singles match between the youngest ever Money in the Bank holder. Um, and they still sometimes say it, but sometimes don't. But I remember looking it up. There was a younger United States champion than Austin Theory. I don't remember who the name of the person was. He was like 22 when he won it. So I don't know why they say that. They don't say it all the time, but they occasionally say it. So just shut up with that. But anyways, he had a singles match with Mustafa Ali. I, I thought this was a really good match. I mean, both, both guys, you know, both talented wrestlers. Um, you know, Mustafa Ali is def- definitely, uh, I think he's um, putting a case in for a match against Seth Rollins. Will it be a great match? Eh, I think it'll just be a good match. Um, but him against Austin Theory, I thought it was a pretty good match. I enjoyed watching it. Um, just, uh, oh, is this going to be one of those things where we're probably going to see two or three matches between the two of them? That's possible. I gave it a B+. Okay. Um, This might surprise you, but as much as I love seeing and hearing Seth Rollins, I did not need to see or hear him during this match. The focus was never on Theory and Mustafa Ali. Now, I know it's probably not supposed to be, because once again, I think they might be building up to a crown jewel match between the two. He's got to get Mustafa Ali on there some way, somehow. Um, but, I mean, for God's sakes, the crowd was singing Seth Rollins' song when he's just sitting ringside at the commentary table. It, the, the focus was never on the two of them, and it really took away from the match. Um, I think the match was okay, but I think it could have been better if you if you focused on the two of them. And what what – I mean, I know Theory won – um, because of the distraction by Seth Rollins, but I mean, what was it? SummerSlam? There, you know, we were all thinking, oh my God, is Austin Theory really going to cash in on Reigns and/or Brock Lesnar and be the champion? To now being a jobber to Mustafa Ali. I mean, how much further is this kid going to fall? Um, so we'll just, you know, I'm nervous for him. Because, I mean, yeah, he was Vince McMahon's boy, and Vince McMahon saw something, and I think he did see something. It's not like I think he was a waste of time, you know, like others that that Vince McMahon thought were going to be great. Um, But, I mean, it it was just okay. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, After that, we then had a one-on-four handicap match. Um, where once again, MVP told the four guys, listen, nothing's going to happen. He's not going to touch anybody until the bell rings. So come on over. And then he put his hand over that guy's face and then made a fist. And, and Omos's fist was literally as, almost as big as the guy's head. Just really starting to really see how big this man is. Um, then it went to the match. And like every other Handicap match, and it doesn't matter at this point whether it's a four-on-one. You know what? We're probably going to see a five-on-one on Friday night for SmackDown for Braun Strowman. These handicap matches, granted, it's great for 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 TV time, 
for the um, jobbers that they're bringing in, whether they're independent wrestlers or they're actors or they're just athletes from a gym, they're getting their face on national TV. Kudos for them. Um, if they're local, you know, independent wrestlers from the area, then that's even better for them. Um, they then have a moniker. I was the man that faced Omos. Um, well, the four-on-one quickly turned into a three-on-one because when he did that one-handed choke slam to the guy in the yellow shorts, he was never seen again. I mean, he was done. He was gone. He was never back in the ring. They didn't even show him ringside. They didn't mention him or anything. Um, so I'm wondering if he got hurt. Maybe the wind got knocked out of him and he couldn't catch his breath. I don't know. But none of these are going to be taken seriously until maybe somebody does like a drop kick to the knee and he comes down to one knee and then somebody else comes from behind with a drop kick to the head and then all four guys or five guys or 12 guys or whatever it may be can actually start beating them down and then, you know, they make them miraculous comeback. These things are all going to be horribly stupid. I gave this a Diaz and dog. Okay, I definitely agree with you on the same grade. I gave it a D. Um, but I do agree with you on the aspect of the guys getting their faces on TV, getting some TV time, you know, being given a little exposure. Um, if they are indie guys, well, then good luck to them and... Uh, you know, hope they're they're noticed a lot more on TV. But you know, you put four guys in the ring that uh, I think almost I think almost outweighed all four of them total. It's just uh, I mean, it's good for the guys in the ring because, like you said, they get exposure time. But I I'm getting tired of watching these things, and I need to see as well. Okay. Um. After that, we then went to the match of Chad Gable versus Elias. Trim, what'd you think? I thought, I thought it was a, a decent match. Um, it was, you know, I haven't seen Elias in the ring in a while. Well, yeah, um, first time in over Gable, a year. Well, huh? First time in over a year. We saw Elias. Yeah. And, um, Elias. Chad Gable is Chad Gable. I mean, you know, he can, he can hold his own with the best of them. Uh, I definitely thought it was a it was a decent match, you know, with the end riddle coming out and you know saving Elias and you maybe I don't know maybe somewhere along the line they they might form a tag team you don't know I mean it's just it's just uh, up to WWE what they're gonna do but I thought the match was okay I gave it a C. All right, um, it, it's pretty amazing to me that. Everybody knew, and if you didn't know, then you're stupid, that obviously Ezekiel and Elias were the same person. But his wrestling ability, his charisma, every, just the way he talks and everything he does, does as Elias was so much better than Ezekiel. I don't know if it just didn't come over because if it didn't just come off right because everybody knew that it was really Elias or whatever. Um but, I mean, I enjoyed the match. Um, was it the best match of the night? No. Was it the worst match of the night? Not even close. Um, it was definitely on the better side of, you know, good matches on the show than on the lower side of bad matches on the show. Um, and like you said, Chad Gable, he's just, he's, in, he's the perfect professional. 
Um, he, he just does what you want him to do. He, you know, goes in the ring and can take a loss and go in the ring and get the win. Um, and he's, he's the ultimate team player. I like the fact that Otis really didn't get involved during the match. Obviously, after the match, he started with the beatdown. And like you said, Riddle came down, which realistically, that's like using a toothpick to go through a stake, but whatever. Um, somehow he was able to save Elias from, you know, Otis. Um, but like I said, it was okay. I gave this whole thing a B minus. Um, earlier tonight, there was a little segment where, um, JBL and Baron Corbin walked into Johnny Gargano, which then set up a match between Johnny wrestling, um, and the, uh, future wrestling God, Baron Corbin. Um, this was actually a better match than I thought it was going to be, um, I didn't. I didn't think either guy was going to lose cleanly, so I was wondering how they were how they they were going to come off with a victory, um, and then obviously JBL getting involved, tripping Gargano, setting up the. Uh, I was almost said deep six, but that's not what it is. Um, yes, the end of days for the victory, um, and how how quickly. When he does do the end of days, how quickly he gets these guys up and spins them around. I mean, I'm only going around a couple times, and Jesus Christ, looks like it's a fucking helicopter. Um, yeah. It's really good. Uh, I really enjoyed the match. Um, once again, would have liked to have seen a clean finish, but once again, you weren't going to give either guy a clean finish, so you had to have a heel victory with uh, Baron Corbin winning. Um, Johnny Gargano dancing on the table with JBL's hat. Either you loved it or you hated it. Um, at first, I was like, eh. Then I kind of was like, oh, okay. Um, but anyways, I gave this whole thing a B plus. All righty. Um, I know I've said it to him before off camera, but we're on to the show right now, and I'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to the man who just came into the show, Matt DeCourt, the number one ring announcer in independent wrestling in New England. So happy belated birthday, Matt. Yes, good evening, Matt. Great to see you out there. Yep. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you on the great. Um, I just don't, I just can't get behind Baron Corbin being the modern day wrestling god. I mean, with, with JBL, okay, maybe I could see it because it was in an era where uh, something like that would have, would have gone over well. Um, don't get me wrong, Baron Corbin's not a bad wrestler. He's a good athlete. But, I mean, if JBL wants to make him legitimately the modern-day wrestling god, let him win matches on his own. You know, don't be tripping his opponent. And I understand that that's, that's, what they, that's what they do, and that's part of the, the program itself. But, I mean, Johnny Gargano is Johnny Gargano. He's, he's a really good wrestler. Yeah, he can hold his own with anybody, just like Chad Gable can. I gave it a B-plus as well. Okay. Then we came to the main event of the evening. Um, okay, sorry. Um, as it was Bailey taking on Bianca Belair. Um, I thought this was for the title, but apparently it wasn't. Um, but Trib, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was another classic match between the two of them. 
it's going to be one of those things where, you know, Bianca Belair has been pinned twice by Bailey. So I think that this next time around, they meet each other again, it's probably going to be, you know, they always say third time's a charm. You know, maybe Bianca Belair is going to grab the victory this time. The referee goes outside the ring and, you know, tells damage control, EOS guy, um, the code guy, hey, you guys got to leave. You're getting ready to throw him out just as soon as the referee got taken out. That another referee came in. And, um, but I thought it was a good match. I mean, you know, Bailey is, is proven that, you know, she really didn't miss a step after all the fact she was out because, you know, when she came back, her training was obviously, you know, top notch. He was able to train to get to come back. But I gave him that to be plus. Uh, okay. So, hold on one second. I've got to, uh, at 57 minutes on, on, uh, anchor. So I gotta want to make sure I don't get interrupted in the middle with it, with it stopping. So let me, okay. um, but okay. So I'm just going to quickly reflect onto a statement you made where the referee goes outside and then gets taken out. And then that's all you mentioned. Did you see the, the, the entire match? Okay, so then why is that all you mentioned? That was the biggest part of the match. Nikki Cross coming back, not Nikki A.S.H., Nikki Cross, sanity-looking Nikki Cross, jumping off the top rope to take out damage control and the ref, then going in and DDTing Bianca Belair, Bailey then goes to cover. Jessica, whatever her last name is, the referee comes down, counts to three, and then she comes in and attacks Bailey. And then stands there and then releases a tweet from backstage of Money and Raw and says, It's my galaxy now. And that's it. That I mean, yeah, granted, the match was good between Bianca and Bailey, and I would love to see it again. But the biggest part of the story was how it ended. And just for you to mention, oh, and the rep got taken out. But how? Why? What happened? What do you mean the rep got taken out? How do you not mention all that last three and a half minutes was the the best part of the whole three-hour show, in my opinion? Yeah, I know. Wow. I just completely forgot about Nikki Cross. So, okay, anyways, um, but I loved it and everything with the whole Nikki Cross thing. It, it really, it, I mean, Monday Night Raw started to get a little stale. Um, yes, I like Bailey. I don't think Bailey's on the same level she was when she was on her singles run, whether it was as the face or as a heel. Um, and I think that's still a little bit, a little bit of the uncertainty around the tag team champs. Um, so her being a credible opponent for Bianca Belair, you're still okay. Wondering if it's going to take a Becky Lynch to come back or if it's going to take a Charlotte to come back to make Monday Night Raw interesting in the women's division. Well, fuck that. Nope, let's bring back Psycho Nikki Cross. So I loved it. I gave it an A-. minus. Okay. So overall, I mean, once again, it, it, you know, I mean, I can't say that this week's Monday Night Raw is better than this week's SmackDown because we haven't gotten to this week's SmackDown yet. 
But this week's SmackDown, I mean, not expecting a lot from it because, A, it's going to be at FS1, not Fox, because the World Series Game 1 is on Fox. It's going to be at FS1, so you automatically you're going to lose about a million, million viewers. Um, so I'm not expecting anything huge to happen on SmackDown this week. So maybe better luck next week. Um, but I, I, I'll give the whole show a, a B minus. Okay, good. Did we, did we forget a match? The Miz and R-Truth? No, we talked about the Miz and R-Truth. You may have just mentioned the segment. I talked about the match and the segments that I didn't like oh, it at all. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Monday Night Raw, to me, I, I get the same grade as you, a B minus. It was one of the, you know, I mean, I enjoyed Tim Bauer match. I enjoyed uh, Gargano and Corbin, Bianca, and as Nikki Cross fit in just now, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you know, people are shooting out and... Just, just, just so you know, well, I'm starting to get that sound interference that I get. It seems like anytime we go over an hour on Facebook Live, it, it starts, start, starts to get that interference. So you're starting to get a little scrambled, like your 1980s uh, McDonald's drive-thru. Just so you know. Okay. Just okay. so you know. If it, uh, let me get into my. Uh, here, thank you for that Yes, you have. Jiggy Sosa is tremendous independent wrestling. Marcel Williams, who loves the name, is a synonymous with his talent, feature himself. Yeah. Thank you. 
Okay. I want to thank you for sending those to me. And, uh, you know, like I said, once again, congratulations to Greg Bale for the King of Paradise tournament winner for PDP. Congratulations there, Greg. Love your first name. What was that? I said, congratulations, Greg. I really love your first name. Yes. <laughs> Greg is all right with me. But, uh, yeah, so we got uh, a week from, we got about two more weeks to go before the Saudi Arabia show, Crown Jewel. And I believe we spoke very actively. I think you said there five matches? Yes, there's five matches. Five matches? Yep. Well, right now, once again, we have Logan Paul against Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. We have the OC um, taking on Judgment Day. Obviously, Rhea Ripley will, I don't know, she might be ringside. She might not with being in Saudi Arabia. Um, but the six-man tag match. We have Brock Lesnar taking on Bobby Lashley. Um, Drew McIntyre is taking on Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. And then Braun Strowman is taking on Omos in a singles match. So those are the five matches right now. Okay. Um, I have to say, excitement-wise for me, I have to say the top match, excitement-wise, right now would be uh, OC against Probably as of right now, the six-man tag match looks like to be the most interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, interesting. Well, I'm not going to say that. That looks like it could be the best match on paper, but I still think one of the more interesting matches is going to be Logan Paul, Roman Reigns, to see what comes of this. You know, how well Logan Paul is portrayed in the ring. Does he ever come off as a viable, possible, potential um, threat to Roman Reigns? Or is this the time that Triple H really throws a wrench in the engine and do we see Logan Paul, you know, hit Roman Reigns with one punch and have Austin Theory come down with his briefcase, hit Logan Paul in the head, cash in and pin Roman Reigns, and leave Saudi Arabia as the youngest ever undisputed WWE champion? I mean, so I'm kind of interested to see where they're taking this Logan Paul-Roman Reigns storyline. Right. So that would be an interesting scenario. And we know just because the last few shows they've had a women's match featured on the card that they're more than likely gonna do one. But at this point, who's it? Who's it gonna be? I mean, Ronda Rousey has an open challenge this Friday against anybody on SmackDown. Is something going to happen in that match that leads to her fighting somebody in Saudi Arabia? Are we going to get a Bailey versus Bianca rematch in Saudi Arabia? I mean, after the attack on Candice LeRae, are we going to see a tag team match? I just, I don't know what match they could put on the card that would be interesting enough to put on the card, bring them all the way to Saudi Arabia. Right. As far as the women's match, I think it's a 
Did you know that Candice LeRae was 37 years old? No, I did not. I had no clue until I saw a story today. It said 37-year-old 30, star gets attacked by damage control. I'm like, what? I'm like, who the hell? And then I looked up. I'm like, there's no way it's Candice LeRae. And I looked on her Wikipedia page, and she is 37. Johnny Gargano's 35, but for 37, I'm like, damn. That's that's makes her more attractive to me, knowing that she's 37. But I don't think you're gonna bring Candice LeRae all the way over to Saudi Arabia if you're not bringing Johnny Gargano over. Plus, they've got a young, they've, they've got an infant. You know, they got a six, nine month old, whatever it is. So, I mean, that makes traveling to Saudi Arabia a little different. Your way, your sound is way horrible. It's almost un, it's almost unhearable right now. Every time you go way back here, I tell you, your your audio gets gets horrible. Man, a little better. Still sounds like there's a humming in your voice. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just get to this real quick. I think uh, WWE is going to have to put a couple more matches together from maybe one more from Rumble, one more from SmackDown. You know, maybe go with seven or eight matches from the Saudi Arabia. You know, they've already sold quite a few tickets. They're going to have a good job. I mean, there's, there's more I want. There's more I want to talk about, but with the way you sound, it would make no sense because can't really understand you that well. Uh -huh. All right. So with that being said, on behalf of Nugget Greg, this is the Olympic for the Top Rope Report. I'm saying thank you very much and uh, have a good evening. We'll see you on Sunday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.